Explore the Marketing Department, the show to give you the tools and the resources you need to bring your business to the next level. My name is Jacob, and today I'm with John. How you doing? Jake, I'm pretty good. It's a beautiful Monday morning. It is. How's your weekend? Uh, it was nice. Let's see. What did I do? Not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good weekend. I got a cat. Yeah, I know. I know. I heard it's about two pounds. It's just about. We actually couldn't get it because it had to get fixed unless it was like two pounds is the mark. And uh, at two pounds, they can fix it. And I didn't want to get it prefixed. I don't want to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. That it makes like sense. two pounds and like two ounces or something. Oh. I know. It's pretty cute. What's his name? Bruno. Oh. Yeah. We nice. were going to change his name, but I felt like Bruno was a fine name. I just wanted to have a human name. Like I didn't want to name my cat Mittens or Whiskers. Well, how many Brunos do you know? I know a lot of Brunos, Jen. There's Bruno. There's... And then there's that other guy, Bruno, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was a fine, it's a good cat name. So you have any adventures with the cat over the weekend? He's super energetic, which makes sense. He like runs into stuff a lot and you, he falls a Are lot. you mildly worried that you'll step on him? Yeah, I am. So like in the early morning or night especially, because like I'll step on something else and I'll freak out because mm-hmm. I thought I was him. Yeah, you just have like a lot of like cat-sized. Well, I actually bought a lot of like cat-sized uh, stuffed animals and I just <laughs> placed them around uh, my house. Yeah, one wanted to give him friends. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, we did give him like the, the cat, like weed. Um, What's that called? Catnip. Catnip, yeah. <laughs> We got him catnip, Aww. and he, like, spazzes out. It's pretty cool. I don't know if that's okay, but <laughs> anyway. Um, so speaking of CRO, um, today we're going to be talking. <laughs> right. Seriously, though, today we are talking about CRO. Talk about this a lot with clients, but we don't kind of refer to it as that. So CRO is conversion optimization. Um, so a lot of people have a huge focus on getting traffic to their website, and rightfully so. That's absolutely crucial. But they kind of stop before optimizing their website to make the most use of the traffic. Mm-hmm. And so to be to be honest, John, now hold on to your seat right now. I am. Okay, good. It's a complete waste of time. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, SEO is a complete waste of time if you have no conversion rate on your website. Wow. I mean, you don't want to get to the point where you have a thousand vis- visitors a week and not one of them turns into a lead. No, that's true. That's something that a lot of people, I don't think think Mm -hmm. about they just focus on the top of the funnel which is obviously really important so today we're just gonna kind of talk about not only why is cro important but kind of a couple steps to kind of dive in i mean you can always do more research yourself test out your specific site because each site will vary Mm -hmm. um there's kind of some overarching rules like obviously you want to have a landing page and there are certain aspects of that landing page you need a call to action that specific type of action right there's kind of like a recipe that'll be similar but with different ingredients maybe John is beautiful. Yeah, that was a little stretching it, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But seriously, that is, that's exactly what, what yeah. it is. And so I just kind of wanted to jump through a couple CRO tactics, and then maybe move on to after you get your um, conversion rate on your website up. So the first one, when it comes to CRO, is is tracking. There are some things you can kind of do right off the bat, um, like we were talking about some some basic strategies that every website can use, but you don't want to start making changes to your website only to find out your conversion rate is now worse. Yeah. So how do you track, Jake, conversion rate? It seems like traffic is more of a straightforward number. Mm -hmm. Do you need certain tools to track conversion rate? John, that's a beautiful question. 
Uh, yeah, so I think the first step is to install Google Analytics. Yeah. I would hope everyone already has that on their site. But if not, definitely install that. Install kind of all the extra things too as well. If you jump into Google Analytics and start going down the, the left sidebar, um, you'll see certain like sections, I believe it's below behavior that you have to kind of install extra things on your website for them to be able to track and just to kind of set it up. And so definitely take the time to accurately set up everything, make sure it's tracking correctly because without proper tracking, you won't be able to do good CRO. Uh, there are some other tools which are great if you kind of want to take this really seriously and spend a little bit of money on it. Hotjar is good. Uh, Open Web Analytics. There's there's a couple pieces of software like that. But honestly, you can starting out, you can use Google Analytics and you're, you're totally fine. Um, you can look at behavior flows, different pages, how they're doing, things like that. I don't want to get too deep into the detail of what to click on within uh, Google Analytics, but do some research or a lot of stuff you can do there. It's an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool. Mm -hmm. And so the second step after you uh, have everything tracking correctly, it's all looking good and you kind of have a baseline for each of your pages um, that you want to optimize is to make some sort of change. Okay, yeah. So that's pretty vague, Jake. So when you say some sort of change, what is the goal of those changes and then what might be some of those changes so the end goal for all of this is obviously to increase leads because at the end of the day you don't care how many people have you have on your website if no one is paying you money right um so when we say increase conversion rate i mean we've talked about this before in mm -hmm. previous podcasts but a conversion is when somebody submits info on your website like a name an email yeah, yeah. On a it, form. It can take different forms because it could oh. even be if you have like a 1-800 tracking or something. Right. A number specific for your website, that could be a conversion as well. It will vary from company to company depending on how you set it up. But the idea, yeah, is to either get maybe an inquiry for a product or even lower level, an ebook, uh, a right. newsletter sign up, any information you can find about a client. And then just to add confusion upon everything, a lead can kind of be considered different things too for different clients. Um, right. Different companies will define them differently. So figure out what a lead is for you. Figure out what the goal of your website is. That's a big question, an overarching question you want to figure out before you do any of this. You don't want to just start converting. I say that with quotes around that. Uh, <laughs> I can tell by your tone, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to start converting and not know what your goal is. So you want to convert for a page that you don't really care about. Find out where to most use your time, optimize your time. Mm -hmm. You don't want to spend hours on changing the font type because that's probably not going to increase your conversion that much. Right. So that brings us back to the types of things that the changes that would optimize your conversion. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think one of the biggest things is the type of conversion pieces that you're offering. Mm -hmm. So it's like the difference between just having your contact form on your site. And that's, you know, that's pretty low down the funnel. If someone's mm -hmm. submitting a contact form, then obviously they're pretty interested in your business. Or they, they want to sell you something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or they want to sell you a cat. Um, hopefully you have more traffic and users coming to your site than just the ones who are going to submit a contact form. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is to capture, you know, a broader range of that funnel mm -hmm. um, and having things like eBooks and other content pieces, white papers or things that people who maybe aren't ready to hit the contact us button, mm -hmm. would still be interested in filling out a form to get, that can be one change you can make to increase your conversion optimization. Yeah, the idea is to give them more value than your competitor is. And if you're doing that, then you're good to go. And so different ways to provide value is uh, eBooks, like you were saying, um, checklists are always a big one. I find those are really successful. Um, and writing high, high quality content is really important as well. So that's a perfect example though, your call to action. So if you wanted to optimize that, let's say you have a current call to action on your site mm -hmm. um, and it's converting, it's okay. It's giving you one every once in a while to pop it out. But that is obviously a huge part of your website and a huge part of the funnel. And so changing that can be a great first step. 
um, just open up, maybe create a new ebook, one that you may be going after a different demographic, different persona that you have. Do an A-B test and you can use maybe a, a piece of software like um, Optimizely or something or just create two landing pages and send people to each and kind of track it as you go along there. The way you go about it will vary dependent on how much money you want to spend on this or how much time you want to spend on this. But it could even be as simple as you've been running one for one month, you're going to switch it up and run this new call to action for uh, for a new month mm -hmm. or another month um, and just kind of see which one tracks better. Yeah, it's just trying out different things. Mm -hmm. So once you have trackings, tracking up and you make a change and start doing some A-B tests, the third step is to declare a winner. Before you do that, um, it's really essential to have enough traffic to yeah. have an accurate How much result. is enough? Oh, gosh. That can get <laughs> kind of complicated. It depends. It, 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 that That's a difficult question for a lot of companies because for like a, a statistical significance. winner to have, yeah. The, yeah, to have that significance requires a significant amount of traffic. Right. But if you're having like a couple hundred visitors to your site every week or two, it, it would take a very, very long time to get up to that number. So there is a point where you just have a couple hundred here, test it out, um, and it tests out a new one, have a couple hundred. Um, and then as your site grows, you can get more and more accurate winners. Right. So that is a difficult question. Get as many as you can within a reasonable time frame. You don't want to be take a year to do an A-B test because it's just you're not going to remember, honestly, next year. Right. Um, but at the same time, you need enough traffic to, to prove it works. Right. So declare a winner, have enough traffic that you can prove it works. And then the, the last one is just to repeat, keep doing that throughout your site. It should be a constant process. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Theoretically, if you're doing everything correctly and there's a lot more that goes into this, at the end of the day, your conversion rates just start rising. Yeah. And so a lot of people don't know where to start um, when doing conversion optimization. So I just wanted to run through some ideas. Um, each site will vary, obviously. Form fields is a big one. A lot of companies want like 20 questions that they have to ask on a form. Uh, mm -hmm. They know they shouldn't ask that many, but they don't really spend the time figuring out how much are visitors willing to give away. So playing with those, using a contrasting color for your call to action, making it stand out a bit, bringing a little bit of attention to it, where your phone number on your site is and playing with the size of that, how big it is. You can kind of see uh, if more people are calling because their their eyes are getting pulled towards it. Images are a big one. Um, using less like cheesy stock photo images and stuff like that can be big as well. Changing the, uh, putting the CTA above the fold so that's when you land on a, uh, a website mm -hmm. page. Anything that you can see immediately without scrolling is above the fold. Nice. And so that's really important Newspaper as well. term there. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, there, there are a couple there. There are obviously hundreds of things you could focus on, but those are a couple big ones that most sites have you can kind of jump on and start playing with immediately. Mm -hmm. And I think the big picture here and just the big focus is that all these things are really user-focused. So when yeah. we're talking about CRO... We're talking about just making your website as friendly as possible for your user so that they can get value out of your website easily. Mm -hmm. And so even on a big level, maybe you're afraid to dive into the details of colors of your buttons and the size of different things on your page. Mm -hmm. If you can just look at your site and think, is this making sense for my users? Like, okay, I know that I'm focusing on SEO. Um, it's making sense to Google that I'm ranking for tire repair or something. <laughs> But when users get to my site, can they tell that, okay, he's doing tire repair, here's how it works, here's his services, is it laid out in a way that they can understand and get value from it? And so for all the, I mean, focus on these tactics, but at the end of the day, the point of this is to make sure that your site is providing value to your users. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that pulls a lot from design. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to have a site that looks like it was made in like 2000. Yeah, you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just black and white text. Yeah, I think that was the first site. 
<laughs> but yeah, you you don't want to have a site that kind of looks visually old and it makes mm-hmm. your company look bad. Uh, a lot of people will just immediately jump off and go to a competitor. And so there are, like you said, some initial things you can just really change just because you know people are going to want to look at a certain thing. They want colors. They want things to kind of entice them and pull them in. Mm-hmm. So I think all those things are good to keep in mind. So that's our show for today. So hopefully uh, those steps kind of gave you guys a good idea of how to do some CRO for your site and kind of optimize a couple different things uh, to increase the leads you're, you're working so hard for. Yep. And if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to ask us at podcast at newnorth.com. And then also feel free to visit our website, newnorth.com slash podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys there too. So uh, we hope it's been useful. And Have a great week. Take care.